Welcome to NFTeach. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy. Really excited to bring you this episode of Aspen Scambusters. If you're not aware, Aspen Scambusters is a weekly Twitter space that I turn into an episode co-hosted by my good friend, Steve Bambury. Uh, on Twitter, you probably know him as Desert Minter. And we highlight all of the scams that are happening in the NFT space. Uh, so this is a good place to learn about what's been happening in terms of scams. Uh, and this was a great episode. We had a lot of great people join on stage and, and share their thoughts. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's Scam Busters. Here we go. GM to everyone on this fine morning. I'm waiting for my good pal, my good buddy, my uh, co-host for the Aspen Scambusters, Steve Bambury, to join me. I have uh, a, a problem is I do not like hot coffee, so I'm trying to get this coffee a little bit cooler so I can enjoy it on this fine day with you. But hey, uh, anyone want to come up and just say what's up? Got to, oh, oh, there he is. The Minter is in the house. Steve, can you talk yet? Let me see. Let me try this way. There he is. What's up, buddy? You're right. Yeah. Did you know that it's not Hot Girl Summer? It's Alien Boy Winter. That is uh, what we're doing right now. I see we got some alien boys in the house. Kind of shocked that that, uh, Christina has not purchased one and Juwan has not purchased one to this point. Raptor News may have 50 of them for all I know. So, uh, yeah. What's up, man? What's going on? Uh, just, just before we go anywhere, man, can I just check it? I shared the link to this earlier on, but the, the name that I'm seeing here... Link is the is same. Different. Link is the same. I just changed the... Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. Sweet. Okay, yep. I'm just... Let me just give me two seconds just to share that because I've already... Had now, listen, I don't want to freak anyone out, but I am manifesting that Gary V is coming in here this morning. So, don't be shocked when I have manifested two things in, in the past couple months. All of them have been sports-related until this moment. One of which was I, I predicted that within five minutes, a quarterback on the New York Jets would get hurt. That indeed happened. You can ask Matt about that, Christina. The second thing was that I manifested that Joe Judge, the coach of the Giants, would be fired. And that happened the next day. I just realized now saying that out loud that these are both New York sports related things. So I don't know if I can actually get Gary on. But I, for some reason, just feel like he's coming today. Yeah. It's a crazy day, man. It is a crazy <laughs> day. Well, all right, Steve. Crazy. Well, crazy. here we are, Aspen Scambusters, a lovely Saturday morning to talk scams. Um, we have nothing, you know, no no shortage of topics to get through today. But I guess, Steve, what's been going on with you this past week? What are the highlights for you? Other than the alien Dougal, of course. Of course. Yeah, Dougal's yesterday. Obviously, uh, this week's been pretty much taken over by the the token drops isn't it Look, looks rare and then the the fees one and there's it looks like there's another fee based token drop coming tomorrow or the day after i think tomorrow um it, yeah crazy times man um it's been interesting to to see uh to see looks rare um launch and uh you know see both sides of of, of the uh of the fence with, with opinions on, on looks rare, obviously it's, it's phenomenal to see a project that aims to take some of uh, what OpenSea has been doing wrong and do it right. Um, but conversely, obviously there's been an absolute shitload of wash trading going on on there. And, uh, and uh, it seems to be that the, the party line with them is, yeah, we know, but you're all benefiting from it because the volume's up. Um, so we're just going to turn a blind eye to it, um, whether or not that is acceptable, whether or not, you know, that is the, the best, um, you know, the best look, ironically, for looks rare. Uh, I don't know. 
I know Dingaling's put a, a pretty concise breakdown of, of why it's only a short-term problem and also, you know, again, reiterating that the benefits to all stakers from people doing this. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's when you've got MeBits selling backwards and forwards for $49 million, um, probably something's wrong there. Well, and and I think to your point, like the staking is part of the reason why it's happening. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, And and the yield that they must be generating is insane. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, hey, let's let's jump into the OpenSea listing trick. Let's start there, Steve. Uh, Why don't you set that one up for us and then we'll jump in. Yes, this was an interesting one, man. Um, I mentioned this to you earlier on, the, 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 um, the old OpenSea listing trick. I hadn't seen this for a while. I remember probably about, it's maybe around September, this was quite prevalent. And then it, it seemed to drop off. And um, I, I remember Floki, um, Crypto Floki got, got taken by this quite hard, uh, uh, quite a high, high value. Um, but I do remember it was it was quite prevalent. And then I actually noticed it on a collection I was looking at a couple of days ago. And I can't for the life of me remember what collection it was. But I, I noticed that um, the prices seem to be changing. Um, and then uh, today, obviously, most of you know that I project manage um, the Elven project for a 13-year-old artist, Yasmin Suleiman. And... Out of nowhere today, her project's absolutely gone nuts um, and done like almost 50 ETH volume traded in, in on secondary. And what was interesting was there's already been a couple of people in the Discord highlighting, uh, not only highlighting this this trick being used with some Elvins that are being listed, but also highlighting that they are recognizing uh, certain accounts that are becoming known for this trick because they're doing it across the board on lots of projects. So for those that don't know this trick, it's, it's, it's crafty, but it's simple. Uh, and it's, it's essentially sleight of hand or sleight of eye, I should say. So what they do is they, they find a project where let's say that the floor on a project is uh, zero point, 055 okay 0.055 eth um and what they do is they create a listing for 10 times higher than that so in this case it would be 0.55 eth they then create a second listing for the actual amount the actual floor price 0.055 so 10 times less and what they do is they set it uh if you've ever listed something on OpenSea, you'll know that you can set time limits. And by default, it will set for like six months. But, uh, I mean, best practice is never to set a listing for six months because you never know when a project's going to take off. And then if you suddenly find yourself scrambling because a floor is rising towards what you've listed at uh, and you you don't want to, uh, to sell at that price anymore, you've got to pay to delist. So you can change the time that uh, an NFT is listed for to absolutely anything. By default, it's about it's six months, but you can use a drop-down menu to switch it to, say, a week or a three days or one day. But you can then, you know, go to the actual calendar and you can select anything at all. So there's a couple of NFTs that I've been uh, looking to sell this week, uh, but the, the floor has been quite volatile on this particular project. So I keep setting listings for sort of seven to eight hours just to kind of see where it's at. Um and to make sure uh, it's particularly useful for, for someone like me that's living in Dubai in the Middle East. The time zone is not always friendly. I quite often find that the time zone is actually never friendly, Steve, no, if I remember correctly. Uh, so many times I lose things overnight because stuff's gone crazy overnight. I lost my final crypto Mori uh, just over a week ago because the floor went from 1.5 to 2.1 overnight. Um, and, and I had mine listed what I considered to be well above the floor. Um, but anyway, so, so what they do is they, they, they've got this underlying listing, this bloated listing, which is 10 times what it should be, but where the digits look the same. So 0.55. They then create a very, very, very short term listing, literally could be minutes, could be seconds, uh, more likely to be seconds 
of 0.055 and list that over the top. And then it's kind of like fishing. What they're doing is they're, they're looking for somebody that is buying in a hurry because they know a floor and on a trending project is moving and they see this listing and they click through and they perhaps don't see what happens, which is that that listing that they click on vanishes and becomes 10 times bigger. And I literally saw this happen myself yesterday. I was looking at something that was listed at 0.2. And as I clicked through, I noticed that suddenly it become two ETH. I went back to the original page, refreshed, and it was back to 0.2. I clicked through again and it was back to two ETH. Um, I actually think when it when it's round numbers like that and when it goes above an ETH, it's slightly easier to notice. It's when it's uh, similar digits, less than an ETH, that I think they get away with it. Uh, and as I said, there, there were some people in the Elven server today talking about the fact that there's there's now certain wallets that are starting to be recognized. And of course, the irony is that the, the conversation then become, what can we do about this? And somebody said, well, we've reported it to OpenSea. Oh, I don't well, that'll do it. That'll do but it. But I don't sure. think they're going to do anything about it. And, and unfortunately, that's probably the case. By the time they actually get to, uh, to, to it, uh, it will be long gone. I actually got an email from OpenSea this week, Jeremy. Did uh, they apologize for no, not listing? It was an email. Let me see if I can find it quickly while I'm talking. Uh, it was an email about um, – the problem is if I type in OpenSea on my email, it's just going to be um, – let me see if I can find their fraud, a fraud account. It's probably just going to bring up like you have sold or offer ones. Um, no, I can't find it. Sorry. But basically, it was, it was an email about uh, a, 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 a fake account I had reported, a fake project I had reported probably in October – I think it was in October I reported this, and it was basically an email saying, we're sorry we haven't dealt with this yet. Can you please let us know if it's still a problem? Well, of course it's still a problem because you haven't dealt with it. Um, and, and that was basically, you know, being shuffled to the back of the queue again. Um, it's crazy, man. It really is crazy. Uh, I mean, I mentioned Maury's just now. Um, Crypto Maury's obviously have had a, 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 an absolutely amazing run in the last couple of weeks. Well-deserved as well. You know, this is a project that I was... Uh, Steve, they I'm, took forever to get verified too, though, right? I'm just checking. I still don't think they are. Unbelievable. Uh, and this is what, I mean, of, uh, there, there are lots of projects, including Elvin, that are, are still yet to be verified despite asking multiple times. Um, but yeah, Maurice is still not verified. They've done 10,000 ETH volume. Unbelievable. 10,000. 10, and I know for a fact that I won and the team have asked multiple times that they've submitted multiple times. And yet the crazy thing is, I, I just don't understand it. It's because if, if I go to rankings right now on OpenSea and I look at something like uh, Azuki's just launched, that hasn't been verified yet. But I know that there are some, like the Heart Project has only launched recently. That's been verified. Alien Friends hasn't, and that's done an absolute ton of, of, of secondary. Um, and there was a couple of others the other day that I noticed that were kind of new projects uh, that have been verified already. Um, yeah. It, well, I mean, Steve, it really, it wouldn't be a episode of Aspen Scambusters if we didn't have some time focused on woeful execution operations or customer service from OpenSea. So I feel like we've ticked that mark for today. Um, we just need to get to Discord DMs and we'll hit like two of our major three topics for today. Um, put, it, now, put it like this, man. Put it like this, right? If I'm on OpenSea, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the rankings. I'm looking at uh, top NFTs in the last seven days, okay? Top volume in the last seven days. Nine out of the top 20 aren't verified, okay? Good Nine, grief. It's almost 50%. Now, obviously, some of these projects are, are very new, Um something like Azuki that only minted the other day, but that's done 10,000 ETH volume already in, in that time from a very high mint uh, price. You know, they, they, they did what 29 million in three minutes. There's going to be scam, scam versions of this that are doing the rounds. And of course in, in discord, there'll be loads of scam links going around. Um, another one that's just launched, which really hasn't done itself any favors from having the scammiest looking website address I've ever seen is the uh, CO1. I don't know if you've seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 3D this. Avatar project. Again, they've done 6,500 ETH volume in the last, what, two days since they launched. Um, not verified. And, I, and it's, unfortunately for them, 
what somebody pointed out in a WhatsApp group I'm in the other day is because they've got that O, uh, sorry, that zero in their name, C01, it's very, very easy to create um, scam versions of that because you, you just start replacing the zero with an O. Um, or so on, or you replace the one with an L. Uh, anything like that becomes very, very, very easy to manipulate. So, yeah, um, the uh, circling back, I know I've gone on a little bit of a tangent there, but, yeah, the, 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 the listings trick on Discord Definitely open has, C, open C. Excuse me, difficult. Uh, yeah, open C. It's definitely reared its head again. If you are buying a project uh, that is trending, you know, you've used a site like Trade Sniper, you've seen that something's going crazy, you see loads of people talking about it on social, you think, I want to get this now before it goes nuts and I can't afford it. Just take that split second when you click through to buy now and verify that the price that you're paying is what you think you're paying. Okay, it takes one second to make this mistake and you can't undo it. You would be better off taking that extra second and nudging the gas that you're willing to pay up by 5% just to be on the safe side if you're worried that you're going to miss out on a listing. Well, that, that's a great summary of the OpenSea listing trick. You know, it the, the advent and the beginnings of LooksRare really brought a lot of excitement to the space this week. Just because it, it really, to me, felt for the first time like the OpenSea monopoly was being pushed and, and tested, which I think is great. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a, a new marketplace that people don't understand very well that hasn't existed very long. Also, um, there, there's less user experience with this, too. So it the, the looks rare. Uh, and then this is not fudding looks rare at all. I want to be clear. Like I'm, I'm just yeah. saying that people are just less familiar with the site. And so if something looks wonky on OpenSea, it's really easy for you to go, oh, that doesn't look right. But using OpenSea for the past year where looks rare is just a new UX and a new UI. And it's just it, 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 this is true, man. I would I would highlight, though, that obviously um, the 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 listings trick that I've just talked about from OpenSea isn't actually possible on looks rare right now. One of the things that LooksRare actually got slammed for quite hard when they launched is the fact that the, the, you could only list. I think that the default that you, could, that you had, to, had to list something for sale for was one month. And people were saying, I, I, like, I, I'm not listing something for a month. That's not how I work. They've since run an update in the last 48 hours. And I think you can now choose from a drop-down menu of like a day, a couple of days, a week, et cetera, a month, six months. But what you can't do on there is what I was just talking through, what you, what you can do on OpenSea, which is, you know, set a listing for a couple of seconds, you know, set a listing for 30 seconds and try and catch someone uh, unawares with that um, with that higher price tag. Yeah. Um, let's talk about looks rare and dead listings uh, and, and talk through um, what's happening there and, and make sure people are aware for what to look for. Yeah, see, this is something that we have. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before. Um, possibly, it might have been on an episode of NFT rather than on Scambusters, man. I'm not sure. But um, this is something that, that has definitely been uh, been the case before uh, on Rareable. And I've just pulled up Rareable in front of me now. And I'm going to search for, since I was talking about Crypto Mori's and I've seen it before with Crypto Mori's, um, let me have a little look. So, if I go to uh, Crypto Mori's on OpenSea, the floor on Crypto Mori's right now on OpenSea is 1.474 ETH. If I then go on Rarible, I can see Crypto Mori's on here listed for 0 0.657. Amazing. Great bargain. This is Crypto Mori's number 6745. Awesome, I can buy this right now for less than half what the floor price is. Amazing deal. And then what I could do is I could take it across to uh, to OpenSea and I could sell it and, and make a huge profit probably. Problem is six, seven, four, Well, five. Steve, I'm going to stop you right there because one of our rules in Aspen Scambusters is if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. It probably is, yeah. So what, you, you, what you'll find is that um, if – an asset on OpenSea has been uh, stolen somehow. You know, if uh, a wallet has been hacked or something like that, and the user puts a, uh, a message through 
to OpenSea, one thing that they are fairly proactive with doing is freezing the sale of assets. So you may have seen a, a, a link on OpenSea before where you, you go to a page and it says this has been marked for suspicious activity. Unfortunately, all of these uh, marketplaces, they are their own entities and there's nothing to stop somebody taking that asset over to Rarible and now over to LooksRare. And this is uh, something that has happened a couple of times already this week where assets that have been frozen uh, for trading on OpenSea because they have been marked as stolen have just been listed on LooksRare, uh, just like in the past people would list them on OpenSea, listed for significantly under the floor people think they're getting a crazy bargain um and they're away the even bigger issue here as pertains to looks rare um looks rare one of the the awesome i mean fair play it's a great feature that they've added with this collections offer so if you're yet to explore the looks rare platform um you can you can put an offer in on a specific nft so say there's a certain alien boy a certain board ape that you want you can put a, a, an offer in on that but you can also cast a blanket offer uh, and it's a really unique approach and it's going to completely change the way that floor prices work and it's going to completely change the the need and use of liquidity pools so for example the floor price on cool cats on looks rare right now is 12.75 eth I might go and put a 12 ETH collection offer in. And basically what I'm saying is I'll buy any cool cat for 12 ETH. It's a one-time offer. Obviously, I'm not saying like a million people, a hundred people can come to me and, and, and I'll pay them 12 ETH each time. It, it's a, it's a one-time deal, but I'm basically saying anybody wants liquidity, I'm willing to pay up to 12 ETH for any cool cat at all. Of course, with these blanket offers being made across lots of collections what it does mean is if somebody does hack a wallet steal assets and these assets are then frozen for trading on OpenSea, they can now jump onto looks rare and dump it off for a collection offer very very quickly and that's it they're away with the money yeah and and you know the the collection buy or the buy collection where you can sort of um create uh, blanket amount that you're willing to pay for something, it is a really interesting component and a really interesting aspect uh, for someone who just wants to get into a collection. And I would say, presumably, this is going to be more for your sort of high end digital property, like a board ape or a cool cat. Um, where, but but again, um, you also you mentioned that these these sales are going to be um, across, you know, a collection they're also going to be across marketplaces. Uh, eventually, you're going to have these things going out and, and these, these assets are going to be listed on Rarible, on OpenSea. Uh, they're going to be listed in multiple places. So there's a great deal of complexity with this and you're going to probably expect that there's going to have to be some refinement to this approach as we go because, um, I don't know, it's just complex. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at board apes right now on, on Looks Rare. The floor's obviously 82 but there's a collection offer at 62, which, you know, I, I can't see many of these guys holding these apes right now accepting a 62 ETH offer. But if you've just stolen an ape from someone... You'll wash you know, it for that, 62. No you problem. can wash it for 62 in a matter of minutes now. You haven't got to wait for somebody to accept. And it doesn't matter if OpenSea block the transaction. Um, now... Obviously, the great thing about LooksRare, I think probably the best thing about LooksRare is that it's been made by the community for the community. It's, you know, they are they are listening to the community that they are trying to build a platform and evolve a platform that does what we as the NFT community need it to do. Um, so I would hope that they find some way to address this. But I honestly... From my perspective, I can't see how they can. If there's a collection offer there, and I've just stolen a board ape, it's it's instant liquidity. Yeah, um, good point. Didn't think of I that. Mean, yeah, I mean, because obviously the stuff it, at, at the shallower end of the pool, if somebody had stolen, you know, an asset that's worth less than an eighth, you could probably go and wash it through the liquidity pool. But I doubt. 
I actually don't even know if the, the, the board apes have got any liquidity in their pool these days because I don't think that people generally use the LP. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's it's the evolution of the old uh, list it on rareable trick, um, and it, as I said, it, it makes it so much easier for this to happen. And unfortunately, that's then when you end up in that situation. I don't know if you saw the story earlier in the week where uh, a guy was scammed out of a doodle, um, and that was then sold on uh, twice. It was actually sold on twice. Uh, I think through uh, it was through Looks Rare, and um, uh, luckily the, through the Doodles community, through their Discord, the the guy that ended up with it um, got like come forwards and said, "Look, I, I've just bought this, but I, I didn't know that you you know you weren't you you weren't willing to let it go." And they actually negotiated and managed to get it back to the original owner. Um, and ironically, took a little bit of uh, trading profits on looks rare from their from their tokens for stakers at the same time. Yeah, there you go. Um, let's move on to the Pranksy token drop, and I put Pranksy in quotes, air quotes, if you could see me right now, Steve. Let's. What happened with this one? Yeah, I mean, I think these these next two that we we've, we've got in the document, I've got the doc in front of me now. I think they kind of go together. I mean, this is not new. This is something that's been going on for a while. Um, the impersonation of um, the impersonation of influencers and imposter influencers, you, you, you see it quite a lot on, on Twitter. You see people pretending to be people. We've talked in the past about. Um, I, I think I, I told an analogy. Oh, sorry, um, I told a story uh, in the past about uh, the guys in, in Dario's server freaking out because Gary V turned up. But it wasn't Gary V. You know, I cross-referenced the the number that was next to his account. He had the same picture, but it wasn't the same uh, Discord ID number that the Gary V in his own VFriend server had. So it was obviously um, someone masquerading as him. But you're starting to see this more often on Twitter. Um, the, um, the 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 common thing is that you reply to an influencer. You know, uh, I've seen it personally on. Uh, crypto 888 i've seen it on zeneca uh, and saw it quite hilariously the other day on uh, alex becker um, and if you if you don't follow alex becker the the, uh, the crypto guy from youtube the guy one of the guys behind neo tokyo it's well worth a follow he's so funny uh, especially if you're not a fan of cardano because he does nothing but dump on cardano all the time but hilariously but he actually put a tweet out the other day talking about uh, saying, hey, Twitter verified, can you please just verify me? Because look at all these, um, look at all these scam people pretending to be me. And I, he had then uh, screenshot multiple people. And I'd actually replied to Alex on a tweet last week and seen this myself firsthand. And it's the same thing that I experienced with Zeneca, where I replied to something Zeneca said, and then it seemed like Zeneca replied to me saying, send me a DM. But the account that was replying to me had two followers and they just added a, a dash or an underscore to the end of the name. Um, it was obviously trying to, uh, to lure me into some sort of phishing experience. Um, but yeah, the irony was with, um, with Alex Becker's tweet. I don't know if you can share this in here because it is funny. You've got Alex Becker like saying to, to Twitter, please verify me because there's too many people pretending to be me. And then if you scroll down about four in the replies, the fake Alex Becker replies to someone saying, send me a DM on the tweet about, about fake Alex Becker's. The fake Alex Becker turned up doing the same exact thing, which was <laughs> somewhat ironic and hilarious. And then people started resharing that. Um, yeah, Steve, I, I didn't share that one yet, but what I did share was uh, an example of what we've talked about for the past couple weeks, which is the um, very attractive younger woman saying, send me a DM scam, oh, which we, yeah. I mean, we've, we've touched uh, multiple times. And uh, I, I was laughing because I literally posted the Scam Busters link yesterday, and you can see here, Miss Crypto responded, send, send, send a DM. Uh, which I instructed you to send her a DM immediately. I don't know if yeah, you did or not. Yeah, the irony was that I already had because she, she'd messaged me. I say she, she in air quotes, had messaged me. I think I've deleted it since. Um, 
one of those DMs that you get where it literally says like, hi, or how are you? Um, so I'd already had that DM. I mean, I've just had another one today from some empty account with a young, young girl in the picture saying, hi, after reviewing some of your replies and tweets, I think you know the NFT community very well. I'm a beginner. Can we have a nice Q&A type conversation? Um, <laughs> no one speaks that nicely to each other in the world. No. So that's your first, uh, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is moment. Listen, I want to pause us halfway through. I want to invite anyone up to the stage, bring up a topic, ask a question. We got a nice room going here and uh, I want to welcome anyone up. So if you want to bring up a topic you've heard about or you want to ask a question about the OpenSea listing scam about the uh, the dead offers or the dead listings on Looks Rare, come up to the stage, ask a question, or just say good morning so Steve and I can drink some coffee. Either so will be or take a shot, um, <laughs> either of which will be greatly appreciated. So um, feel free to jump up. Just request to speak, and I'll, and I'll approve you. Um, up oh, here we go. So hang on, just just quickly, just circling back because I just realized you you said uh, you mentioned the pranksy one, and then I jumped onto the stuff about Alex Becker. So Pranksy uh, shared one this week saying, a new scam has arisen from someone manipulating my address. If you get sent a random ERC-20 from me, do not give it any permissions, just ignore it. And then he showed a screenshot of all these fake, um, these fake token deliveries, 200 billion tokens from the NASDAQ, dot, uh, NASDAQ DAO. That sounds that serious, the NASDAQ DAO. The NASDAQ sounds like you should now, definitely clink that. Billion of them as well. You can see that, the, you know, there's, there's three aspects to this scam. There's the, the use of Pranksy's name, the use of the NASDAQ brand, and the fact that 200 billion is an innately Dr. Evil level kind of number. And, you know, that's going to get people sitting up and thinking, well, how much is that worth? Um, what Pranksy didn't go into any detail about when he said they've manipulated my address. I um, and he he never replied to anything about it. I th I think what he means is that somebody you know set up a scam address that looked like his name. You know maybe they added two S's in or something like this, and um, and used that to to make it appear to be from him. Um, but again, it's just it's it's another classic example of impersonation. Well, well ERC twenty random ERC twenty showing up in your wallet is really more of a November scam busters topic for us. That was we did, uh, yeah, ages we covered ago. it, didn't we? Yeah, I think it we was did. That, you, that, that received a load, uh, and we talked about it back then. Yeah. Let's talk. But, to, let's let Wagme Dow jump up and and speak. Sure. Uh, he's got his hand raised or her hand raised. I'm not sure, but uh, Wagme, you're up. Welcome. Hey guys, I'm loving this conversation. I give you guys a follow because I think you're touching on a, a key conversation that's happening in the space. Uh, so I have a question for you guys. Uh, you, you listed some of the issues of having a scammer, for example, being able to leverage different NFT marketplaces, right, to move from OpenSea to LooksRare and potentially others in the future. Um, but but that that leads to a consequence, right? Where we have to make a decision whether or how we want to avoid those scams and, and prevent people from getting a scam. So do you guys think that marketplace should be more proactive and actually targeting addresses that are doing those, those scams or involving those exploit? Uh, or do you see maybe like a more decentralized alternative to that, right? Which is each marketplace has to, you know, either individually look at those addresses or come up with a service that that I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to trying to find the words to frame the question in a way that are we looking for regulation to come from the top and then to basically prevent some address to 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 be able to trade those tokens or are we okay with a more organic way to to somehow prevent those, those camps to happen Jeremy, I'm going to let you take this because I know sure. this is right up, your, right up your alley. Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, the heart of decentralization, I think like no one really is inviting formal regulation into the space. And that kind of goes against sort of everyone's ethos that, that's in the space. Um, but I, I think you you raise a, a good point that that the complexity of scams um, will the social engineering component plus the ability to now have multiple marketplaces will will make this more difficult to 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 patrol and regulate? And I think at some end, 
that's why I think like the biggest thing that Steve and I uh, sort of, uh, and why Steve, I mean, Desert Mentor preach is just sort of like being equipped with some common best practices. And I think, uh, Wagme, one of the biggest, I think, red herrings is just use a, a hardware wallet. I hear hardcore decentralizers say, well, if you just use a hardware wallet, you, you'll be fine. One, you can get fished on a hardware wallet. And two, we were talking about this last week. Once play to earn is really prevalent, you're going to have your hardware wallet connected all the time because you're going to need access to your in-game assets. And so saying just simply don't you know have a hardware wallet is not really going to be practical. I, I think that it just can, th that's why we started the space, Steve and I, to begin with, was just to create a forum to sort of update people on some of the highlights and, and create some best practices. And um, Wagme, I think this is the first time you're here, but there's really three core tenets that we've identified so far. The first you've heard multiple times, which is if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. The second one says nothing good comes from a Discord DM. <laughs> and the third one is don't do serious business on your phone. Um, those are the three that we've identified, you know, um, and if um, you get really generic, send me a DM, uh, which really only happens to Steve, um, really young women asking him to DM him, uh, mainly because of his boyish good looks and also his uh, his NFT collection, um, avoid those two. So I, I don't know if that answers your question, Wagme. It I'm does. It does. And I think Sorry. it's the British accent as well that you know, brings all the girls <laughs> to the table. So, now, Listen, uh, I'm going to jump in there. Jeremy, that's not at all the answer I was expecting you to give because obviously uh, you work for Aspen. I, I thought that you would talk a little bit about, um, you know, what Aspen are, are trying to do with the whole um, – what's the word I'm looking for, man? Uh, yeah, man. Look, I'm, I'm building the lease. Not the lease. What's the word I'm looking for? The, co the title. contract. Yeah. The title. Okay, so, so what I will say, Wagmi, and this is – okay. So the regulation conversation can sort of be made in two ways. Right now, the only real way that you can commercially transact NFTs is to buy and sell them. So if you want access to your liquidity for your ape, you really need to sell your ape. And there are some lending options that you can do. But the fundamental problem with that is that you need to have the ability with NFTs to separate possession of an NFT from ownership of an NFT. So if you were to give me your cell phone and I was to hold it in my hand, no one would say I own your cell phone. And so what we're working with on, on Aspen is to sort of build out this commercial transaction layer. And yes, um, remediation of theft is one potential avenue for, for what we could do with that sort of unlocked commercial transaction layer. But the other aspect of it, which is more compelling to pretty much everyone, even if you're a hardcore decentralizer, is that you can start creating the ability to where if you are uh, a Kong or you're an ape and you can't go to NFT NYC, you could rent your ape for two ETH to someone who can go to the parties and then it'll trustlessly come back to your wallet in one, one week's time. And I think with Metaverse Land coming, the ability to sort of create this next level of commercial transactions and this commercial transaction layer is, is a big focus of what we're, we're working on with Aspen right now. That's great, man. I just gave a follow to Aspen NFT, and I think that model will work, right? The ability for you to to land or to, to, to trade your, your token, but somehow separate the ownership from the activity, I think is going to be a, a big, big, big gain for the space. Hey, appreciate that, man. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll have some more news coming. Um, and I don't want to drop too much alpha. I see Christina's in here, but um, we have a lot of exciting stuff coming your way uh, on the Aspen side. And I'll probably make some formal announcements um, coming into uh, February. But we will have uh, uh, essentially a, a paid uh, program called Builders, where if you're building on our product and you're, you're trying to make transactions on our product with this advanced commercial layer, um, you'll be getting a bag of tokens. So you'll want to stay tuned and hear about what we're planning to do for that. It's going to be really interesting for sure. So, uh, Steve, uh, Wagme, you can stay up, man. Uh, please feel free and feel free to jump in as we go. Again, floor is open and anyone who wants to come up, Maria, I see your lovely girl power gal in the uh, in the audience tonight. Um, yeah, I think that's a good story. We still need to make that episode of the podcast for sure. Um, but Steve... Uh, we were talking about imposter influencers. We talked about the Alex Becker thing. The other thing that I want to bring up is Anorak yesterday had someone using Anorak underscore NFL instead of NFT, like a, a lowercase L, kind of looks like a T. 
Um, and this account was simply just retweeting all of his tweets. Very weird. I've not seen that. So, so they, the scam account was just retweeting their tweets. Yeah, uh, and they were sending DMs too. I'm going to pull it in here. Cause I, I don't know if you remember, well, like way, way, way back now, maybe like last May. Uh, do you remember, Jeremy, somebody set up a, a fake account of me and the first thing that they did was tag me in a post. So I instantly knew that they'd done it. They had copied, they, they'd taken my, uh, my, obviously they, they had a different uh, handle, but they had my, my name, my avatar, my, they copied my Twitter banner. Um, but yeah, it was odd because the first thing they did was tweet and tag me, which so I got notification and realized that they were doing it and instantly reported them, got a load of other people to report them. Uh, and within, I think about half an hour or so, uh, they switched the, the name to something else. They'd switched the profile to some sort of generic, like a state agent looking picture. But the irony was that they still had alien boys or no, they still had the, the name desert Minter on the, on the Twitter header image because they forgot to change that bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, Steve, I, I bet the they weren't even in the desert. I yeah. something tells me that that person was not minting from the desert at all. Um, <laughs> I want to welcome uh, Tomo NFT up uh, to the stage and turn it over to him or her. Uh, Tomo, floor is yours. Tomo's a him man. You don't know Tomo. I've not met Tomo, and not, not. I mean, I've seen Tomo, but I've not spoken, so I don't know. Tomo, uh, you're up. How you doing, man? How's your hand? Yo, what's up? What's up, guys? We we did speak, yeah. Jeremy. Can, can you guys when? hear me? Yeah, yeah, Yo. I can hear you, man. Yeah. How's your hand? Oh, it's better. It's getting better. Slowly but surely we're getting there. Yeah. But yeah, what's up? We we did speak, Jeremy, when um uh when we were talking uh to the guys from the Lama Fairs. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, just before yeah, you yeah. left uh, Dubai. Oh, oh, good! To, good to see time. you, man. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, cold. Sure. It's cold as hell, dude. I don't know what the hell it, I was doing coming right. back here. Well, you're complaining about Dubai, so how are you complaining about? Cold? No, no, bro. I can't have it. I need to just be in San Diego and call it a day. That's that's oh, what I've wow. learned from this. Oh, okay, California's good. That that's good. Where where in the states are you? Uh, in Chicago at the moment. I just came back from oh, New York shit. last night. That, that is cold. That is. Where cold. where are you right now, man? Because I know you travel around a lot. I am. Uh, I'm in Central Europe. I'm proud now. I'm gonna go to the states when the hand is better. So yeah. I'm gonna go back to LA in about three to four weeks time, probably. But but I'm in Europe, so I feel you with a bad timing for uh, for the drops and everything. The I'm on a similar time zone. Dubai's two hours ahead of Prague, I think. Uh, Central, yeah. yeah, the minute, yeah, yeah, two hours ahead. Yeah. E- either two or three, depending on the on the season. But yeah, I was I was uh, I was coming to the stage when I uh, when I heard you guys talking about people impersonating accounts and running the same accounts, which is why I wanted to jump in and tell whoever is listening that this is like a big scam now, and I've seen it happen so many times over the course of the last five six days. And one that I remember particularly is the imaginary ones, which is an account that's growing really, really fast now. And it's, it's uh, very, very similar to invisible, uh, invisible friends. And that one apparently is not a scam, but as soon as they started, somebody created the same account called not imaginary ones, but imaginary derives, and then started reposting everything that Im- imaginary ones posted within a couple seconds. So they probably had like a couple of people or a team or whoever who was just reposting everything and they were gaining so much traction. And within a day, they probably got to like eight, 9,000 people and hyping it up uh, to, uh, uh, to get people act real quick where they were giving them two minutes to enter the Discord and then posting a link on their Instagram so people would rush and click the link so they can actually get into the Discord, which is a super scary scam now. And imagine uh, all these people that are now like, this is like the new trend. Like we're only opening the discord for 20 seconds. So now you create this because you're impersonating another account and you look very similar to the account, but you're not impersonating the account. You're basically making it your own project. So these people are, were not trying to look like imaginary ones. They were using everything they did to create a new brand, which was completely scammy. 
And then in the mix of it, when they created the hype, because people were already looking for the art and everything, and the word started spreading, spreading around, and people are trying to get to the real uh, imaginary ones, they uh, now I'm looking at them, they got 55.6K in two days. This is the real deal. And so you're Damn. riding you're riding the wave, you're building a complete different company or whatever you are building. And then in the mix of it, when people already want to click something, you just throw in the Discord link, which is not Discord link. And then you fish 3,000 people within 30 seconds, which is insane. And I've seen this happen in the last six days. So this is, if there is one particular scan that I would mention, so people are very, very careful, that would be the one where this is actually worse than the than the scam with like the repricing of the of the assets on OpenSea, which pisses me off so fucking bad. But this is even worse because this is using it a step ahead where they create more than a FOMO of not buying a floor moving asset, but they just want to get in the Discord. They click, 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 click. They don't even look at it. They don't even confirm it. They just click it real quick because it just opened. So it's different where when you're on uh, MetaMask, you actually have to click something and you have to confirm it and you have chances to actually look at it. But here, it just pops up and like as soon as something moves on that screen, you're clicking it and then then you're fucked. So this is like one that I'm like super scared of now. So I just, yeah, wanted, to mention, I just wanted to mention that one. And uh, maybe that would be something like, if you ever see that happen, like I would probably like start spreading, uh, spreading the information around so less and less people get scammed because I, I, I feel like, Thousands of people are being scammed in the last couple of days. And this is probably like the most, like one of the biggest ones that I've seen around. And that's, that's one I wanted to say. And another one, which you guys didn't mention, I don't know if you mentioned it in another like previous episodes, but another one I would mention is uh, the people that are buying uh, Insta verified Instagram accounts looking very reliable and uh, running projects, promoting projects, and running big, big giveaways, and then uh, reposting one bit between another with the big accounts, and then actually, like, as soon as people start and get into the Rockpool project, they would just change the name of the account, and with, like, 150,000 followers, with, like, the blue check mark and everything, and then move on to another account, which they would just rename to something else, and look very reliable because they would have all these other scammers following them with like the blue check marks and it's a big group of people and this is another big issue on it on uh, on twitter i don't know if you saw this happen yeah no, i'm not seeing it on, i'm not seeing it on instagram and we have talked about no 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 this on, is this twitter. is twitter i i i did I, I said instagram but i meant twitter obviously uh, I don't yeah know we, we have talked about something similar in the past with with these you know these fake giveaways and, and nine times out of ten I would say actually more than that, 99 times out of 100, when you're seeing an account that's saying... Uh, Win my uh, board uh, ape. Oh, yeah. And I know, yeah, do like that. Or even, I mean, the, the more obvious ones are the ones where they've got these, you know, pictures of my, pictures of a wallet balance of like 200 ETH saying, it's oh, yeah, been a good week. Also. It's been a good yeah. week. I'm going to give five ETH away. Just all you need to do is follow me and retweet. Yeah. Um, and... It, the sad thing is that whenever I see those on my timeline, I know it's because someone that I'm connected to has engaged. It. With it. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. and, and quite just... often, if I see that they've done that, I will then reply and say, "You realise this isn't legit." Um, but then that's you know that's even more engagement for these things. In, in some cases, it's just engagement farming, but a lot of it, as you say, is that there's 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 groups out there, there's syndicates out there that are doing this, then they rename the, rename the account. Exactly. And, suddenly and there's like, a project that looks like it's got 100,000 followers in 24 hours. Exactly um, my point. Exactly my point. I don't know if you guys saw, that was probably, I'm going to say 10 days ago, but there was um, somebody, I think Data, uh, just uh, uncovered it, where there was like a group of, I think it was 19 people and someone was just sending 10 board apes and nine mutants around to wallets, which were all verified. And they were all promoting like independently promoting like some project, but somebody tracked it all the way back to the point where it was one wallet, just sending them in between all these other wallets and then returning them to the same one wallet after they were <laughs> done with the, with the scam scheme. So when you have all these people repping their apes, in the bio and then 
just promoting it together, like all these board apes owners having a project where it is a complete scam of a syndicate that is actually like running this as a scheme. And then when they're done with the people, they just rename them and they will link their OpenSea accounts, which you can click and you can look at it and it's there. Like you think like, this is legit. He's got 13 board apes. That's, that is the dude. But he just made the name for the project and then he's just going to send it to someone else or send it to 13 people and they will just like jump on another project and scam more people on that. Like that is in- insane. Tomo, there's a couple things that, to pull out of this and Steve, something you said too, which is it's just engagement farming, paraphrasing your quote, but to, the engagement farming is to build these these accounts so that the syndicates can then have an easier time convincing people that that these are are you know real influencers or or whatever that's the first thing and the second thing is i think another thing that needs to be talked about that's not talked about in this space is go on tiktok um i can feel people cringing when i even say that out loud go on tiktok and look at just hashtag nfts and you're gonna see these people making these videos that are like I went from $100 to $200,000 in in seven days. And there's a couple things to this. One, it's just typically these videos are done where the the $200,000 is just the listing price. Listing. I've seen those. It pisses me off so bad. But I think like when we zoom out from that, we need to stop giving this fucking message that it's so easy to be in this space and it's so easy to make money in this space and you know you you can just come in with $100 and you're going to be a millionaire because it's that narrative because what i would say to someone is yes there are opportunities that you can be a part of that are very lucrative and, and can change your life and you can lose all your shit in 2 seconds so exactly yeah, which I, is more you, likely to happen though exactly exactly so so i think like we need to stop glorifying the the wag me culture cuz we are not all going to make it to be honest with you but we're, people we're, are pretending people love to pretend that they're making it and uh this is just another escape from the reality like but by me like i started i started trading nfts and i felt like i'm i'm a teenager again and it's like all it's like it's a game it's like it's it's entertaining and then like I don't like to flex the stuff, but people do like to flex something because they usually like most of the people don't have anything else to flex in their real life. So now they can flex a picture. Now they can flex a $200,000 trade and all this, even though it's not true, but they just like to do it. That's why people write, click, save, board apes and right. use them. Yeah, they just, just want to feel like they just want to feel like they belong somewhere. So I don't th- to uh, what you just said. I do not think there is a way out of this spiral where we're like, in like because this is just like a natural human behavior they're naturally trying to look better and impress and build up confidence which they are probably lacking in their real life and this is why they go to nfts because they don't hide they can hide themselves behind something and now that is a picture and a successful picture so now they're gonna have people talking to them in a manner which they like it's being appreciated so it is, it, it is just a whole topic of uh, like going down this rabbit hole, you know? Yeah, and, and I think that from the educational perspective, which is like Steve and I's ontological view of all of this, that, that's what we see it. Like, you know, it, it is not easy to be a successful trader in this space. One, you have, to, you have to know things, you have to read, you have to be, have your pulse on what's happening. You have to suss out scams from real opportunities. And sometimes you can't suss out scams from real opportunities. All of this is happening. And, and again, I just wanna remind people that while we're all looking at these static profile photos that almost every single one of us, other than uh, my friend Curtis has here, I think every single other person in here has a profile photo, what Juwan doesn't. Uh, because he's he's extremely handsome and he it's better for him to probably use his his real photo than an alien <laughs> boy. Um, and if I look like Juwan, I would probably do the same thing. Uh, but but point being is like is like this is not it's not going to be PFP world forever. And this to be honest, the sooner it can get to one of one art and in photography and video. And like the whole multimedia aspect of this, I think the better when filmmakers can start using this as a way to monetize their gifts and talents. um, That's to me where it needs to go. And I think the PFP fatigue, we've talked about it a lot. I mean, it's still okay, and there's new projects coming and that's cool. But I I think you're going to see that sort of drain on people after a while. 
probably gonna go more towards the one on one on one for sure. It's just gonna be uh, that way. And like you said, it's more. It's gonna go more towards project driven uh, collections and projects. I, I tweet is. like literally, Tamo, every other day. I say invest in people, not projects. I say this yeah. all the time because. You know, stop accepting that if you're going to put, you know, a two thousand, three thousand dollars toward a project that these people are are anon. Like if you if you really believe in these people, then invest in them. But it's not just a project. It's these people, too. Uh, Juwan, I want to turn it over to you. You've been waiting. So go ahead, Juwan. You're up. <clears throat> Thanks, uh, Dr. J, for the compliment. Uh, it's always nice to hear that you're handsome. Uh, in the morning so i might start that. i might start impersonating you i might use your profile photo as mine here soon yeah right that's yeah, a good so, profile photo i'm not gonna lie <laughs> tomo uh, brought up uh, a lot of great points in that exchange um i was just kind of going back to um you know you're talking about the verified twitter accounts and whatnot before nfts were even a thing um a lot of my teammates and guys in the in the league were actually getting hacked um, for their for their accounts. So I know people uh, buy um, Twitter accounts, but a lot of people w that are verified uh, get hacked. Um, there was like some kicks on fire hack going around to our league, and like guys were getting DM'd uh, to be ambassadors, and some of them just simply clicked on a link, and I, I don't know if they entered their Twitter like password and information and then their uh accounts were getting taken over and then that account was dm dming for uh, other teammates that people knew and it was just kind of like this huge thing i think they got about like maybe like five people that i knew so they instantly took over like five twitter uh verified twitter accounts um and then to kind of just add on to the whole like wag me um, culture that's forming in the nft space um which by the way no disrespect to you wagmi i know we have you on stage right now i'm not i'm not yeah. talking about you yeah not not taking not taking it it's so good because I, I i i really you know hope that we all do but like you guys said uh, it's highly highly unlikely um and and not to hate on like basie or anything because i don't own one but i feel like a lot of the that culture is being built around like influencers in that, you know, with, with that project because they're what's hot right now. And they're like, you know, the pinnacle that everybody wants to reach in this space. And what you see a lot of in this, in like this N NFT culture is like, if you kind of zoom out and you look at it, it's like, there's, they're kind of like controlling what the space looks like. And you get a lot of, um, you know, you see these tweets sometimes. Like, I saw this tweet, like, two weeks ago. This, this uh, guy who owned a board ape posted, like, a, a 70 ETH offer he got. And he's like, I'm sitting in my, you know, apartment with my wife and my dog. Um, in, and we're paying rent, blah, blah, blah. But I'm never going to sell my board ape. And I'm like, dude, you might want to sell your board ape. Because, uh, like, you know, get your wife a house. You know, start your life. Like, th these are opportunities for you to, like, provide for your family. And now, like, everybody's thinking, like, their project or a project that they're minting is going to be the next board Ape, and they're going to be able to do that. So people are like, okay, like, I'm just going to, you know, buy into all the hype that these guys that are, are influencers in this space are pumping, not knowing that, you know, they either are part of the project, they own a whole bunch of them, and... uh you know, it, they're kind of just like pumping their own bags. And most of the people that tell you not to shill are shilling on like a consistent basis. So, uh, you know, me being in this space for like a year, I've noticed that a lot. And uh, just kind of want to get your guys thoughts on that. Uh, let me throw it to Wagmi. He's got his hand up uh, and then we'll start to wrap up after this. Yeah. So um, I, I agree that um, there is a culture uh, that is, benefiting a lot of promoters sometimes scammers that you know uh, sell the dream and and get away with the real money um but i i think right that doesn't prevent us from being optimistic for for, for two reasons right the, the first one is nft goes way beyond collections and pfps right so when people say we're early it's not just like always oh, seeing like some artists coming around it's 
we're seeing use cases being built, right? I think you guys mentioned uh, in-game items, for example, but we can extend to so many intellectual property or certificates, uh, real estate, loans. Most of the financial primitives are actually non-fungible. So when we talk about NFTs, we, we tend to focus on collection of art that don't have utility. But I, I think one thing we can be uh, really optimistic about is the number of use cases that can use that that, that structure. Right. And the second thing I, I would point to, to to most people that are listening to us is it's a free market. Right. So, you know, I, I think the positive about that culture is for the first time we have access, you know, to really great opportunities to, for investment. Uh, it's not financial advice, but you got to think like before you had to be an accredited investor, you had to be a VC, you had to be in private rooms to have access to, to some of those uh, assets. So it's not equality of outcome it's equality of opportunities right and, and i think that's the positive but we are going to make it culture but yeah there's definitely a lot of hackers uh there's definitely a lot of people that scam others um the best you can do is do your research right just like make sure that you know what you're getting into before you jump into it so yeah so, do- good point so, sorry go ahead dr j no, I was just going to say, like, I, I think, you know, being on the very edge of these use cases and seeing how much is going to start, like, you know, imagining a world where these vaccine cards would be totally done by, you know, they, they're non-fungible and they would be NFTs two years from now. Uh, you, you can imagine just sort of the wide application. And, and I think that, yeah, I think that there's, um, you know, I, I watched when I was teaching students as a school principal about blockchain in 2017 and it was overly simplified and, and reduction, like reduced to being just Bitcoin. Like anytime I would bring up blockchain, people would think it's Bitcoin. And I think what we see is the same sort of thing happening um, around, around like NFTs being PFPs. I think like for people that are, are pretty not very deep and entrenched in the space. And that's why I think the education level is so important to all this. And, that, and that's what I was going to say, uh, Dr. J, something similar, uh, just to respond to Wagney is like, um, I'm not saying that there is an opportunity and like we shouldn't be optimistic because I'm super optimistic. Like I'm starting my own NFT project. I wouldn't be doing that if I wasn't optimistic. Uh, I guess I was kind of just saying like, like, you know, someone like me who was joining a year ago, I didn't know where to start. So when you say uh, do your own research, we, we spoke about this in a Twitter space uh, the other night. You know, some people don't know where to start. And for me, I started by following influencers and people in the space that had board apes and had a bunch of followers and, you know, were constantly tweeting about different projects. And then I'm not going to lie, I would buy into some of them and then some of them would turn out not being you know, great investments and it's all part of the learning process. So I guess what I'm saying is like, it's, it's important for people with influence, especially if you're a big believer in the space and you're not just trying to make money. It's important for you to educate um, people that are coming into the space that are following you because people will blindly follow you. Like, you know, Gary V tweeted out something, someone's going to buy it. Everybody's going to buy it because he has that kind of influence on the space. But, you know, for certain influencers, if they tweet something out, they'll say, this isn't financial advice or do your own research. And it's like, you know, it is kind of financial advice because, you know, people are going to buy your stuff or buy the stuff that you're investing in because of who you are. So uh, I just think it's important for people with influence in this space to, you know, realize that it's it's kind of their job to um educate people that are are following them like for example like myself and courtney uh we're athletes and you know we have to carry ourselves a certain way on social media in person because people are like oh my kid looks up to you you're a role model blah blah blah. but we didn't necessarily ask to be kids role models right like we can say oh we're not a role model but people still look up to us or you know are gonna mimic some of the stuff that we do so um you know that's just my two cents listen the uh the witching hour is upon us it is the top of the hour uh if i don't get home to mrs dr jeremy here soon who's been stuck with three kids all week uh it's gonna be be uh asking for a a place to stay from one of you so i am gonna wrap this one up i want to thank all of you for spending your morning your afternoon your evening 
um, your overnight, wherever you are in the world. This w- the, I have been turning these into podcasts, so they are on the NFT stream. Um, I have to download it from Twitter. It usually takes like 48 hours for Twitter to let me have that data file, um, and I'll get that posted. Um, but we'll be back next week. A lot of NFT episodes coming. I'm, I'm going to be, uh, and I see Dad Moves is here, uh, my, my, my NF3 uh, con- content contributor. I'm going to be really focused on play to earn in terms of the podcast content that I'm working on this year. And um, edu- they're also doing a what is staking episode here in the next week as well. So I uh, hope you can look forward to that. But uh, Steve, anything you want to talk about before we jump off today? No, man, all good. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? The, uh, we were coming into this weekend thinking, oh, there's not that much to talk about this week. But when you dig a little bit, there, there is, there always is, sadly. There's always something that's either new or being rehashed or, you know, brought back out. And as long as there's new people coming into the space, unfortunately, we're going to see some of the, the golden oldies of, of scams coming back through. Uh, but no, always a pleasure and uh, look forward to joining you again next week. All right, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Take care of yourselves and each other. And most importantly, stay safe out there. Uh, you know, the, the COVID stuff is not a joke and people are getting really sick. So I pray that all of you stay well and your family stay healthy. And we'll catch up with you next week uh, on Aspen Scam Busters. Take care. Thanks for having us, man. That was great. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day.